0: about our national anthem at the super bowl right and how it's so like and the country's got big balls God
1: damn it america you know what I mean? this fuck is, yeah this
0: is the opposite of that completely i don't know maybe it was intentional maybe yes, c- currently is. a lot of us are feeling rather impotent as americans
1: this is high decibels
0: music recaps in New York City and beyond hey you people you're listening to high decibels an NYC based live music podcast we check out the artists we love in New York City venues and beyond and report back to you I'm Marlia
1: and I'm James and this song is first by Cold War Kids who we saw at Webster Hall on Tuesday February 4th and who we will be talking about today but before that, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and look for us on Reddit at High Decibels Pod for clips, picks, discussions, and more. Also, follow us uh, and subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast. If you could leave a rate and review on Apple Pod, that would be tremendously helpful. Uh, if you leave it on that platform, we can see stuff like uh, statistics of who's listening, where, and when. And uh, if you don't have Apple Pod, maybe do the same thing on whatever platform that you can use. It would still be pretty damn helpful. And also, uh, hey, if you know anybody that might be interested in what we're talking about, if you have a cousin that's super into concerts, or you know, if you have a friend that you know that might like what we're doing, maybe shoot us, send us to them uh, on a DM or something. Shoot us the, shoot them our Instagram or our Spotify or whatever you got. Uh, just anybody that you know that might be interested in what we talk about, it would be a lot of help uh, if we, you just share us with them.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have to be you you know if if you you don't go to concerts sure which shame 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 no i'm kidding every everyone lives their life the way they want to and they're entitled to do that but everybody knows someone that goes to shows i mean we we know we know that to be true so if Being it's not you someone. just be like hey you know I know these people and they're doing this thing and I like them and uh, check it out right we offer the opportunity to executive produce an episode and basically what that is is that we will cover any show that you want in the tri-state area as long as it works with our schedule um, you can uh, be on the show if you want to if you're going to be at the show but basically the deal is you pick up the tickets and then uh, we recap the show again you can guest on the show if you were there Uh Uh, In person via Skype. Um,
1: Shoot us a message that we read off. Right. You know,
0: just like whatever you want to do. Okay, so, um, yeah, uh, I don't think there's anything that we really need to uh, talk about ahead of time other than. Oh, yeah. Like, don't downvote us on Reddit. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not (laughs) like, come on. We're not even like close to any sort of like big money making operation here. Do you hear any ads?
1: I you feel like though saying? the people that are downvoting us on Reddit aren't even bothering to listen anyway. Right. Like you know, hey, if you are listening, maybe find us in and Reddit and upvote us. That'd be kind of nice. It seems like every time every time we cover a band that has an actual subreddit, people love it. But then if yeah. we're just like this band, nobody's heard of them. But they're kind of like psychedelic rocks. So let's try that, and everybody hates us. So I don't really know where to go.
0: Yeah. So be like, hey, don't, don't do that. I see. I just snapped at James again. I don't like that. He doesn't don't. like that. But you know what's way worse is when I used to work at Pizzeria Uno, and uh, I, I was I was a server there, and this guy literally clapped at me. Like he clapped okay, at me. Fuck he was that. like, he was like, wait, just on. I I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what is this about? Is this like ancient Turkey? Like you're a sultan, and I need to come to you? It was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen. And I'm like, I know you don't have servants because you wouldn't be at Pizzeria Uno if you had any money. (laughs) Uh, Let's get into this uh, concert, okay? So uh, it was at Webster Hall, like we said, and um, we've already talked about Webster Hall. Mm. Um, but it's, you know, the long and short of it is a Nice Village, and it's super easy to get to. And it's historic. Square. It's been there forever. Its mm. current iteration came up in 92 or, or something.
1: And here's something fun that I just discovered. And thank God it didn't uh, happen, turn out like this. As a lot of people might know, uh, Webster Hall closed down for about two years and got renovated. And supposedly it was supposed to be reopened as Spectrum Hall. I just discovered that. Thank God that didn't happen. Like Spectrum,
0: th- the cable company? I would
1: assume. I don't know. Apparently it was bought out by An- Anschutz Entertainment Group, AEG. So do they own Spectrum? Possibly. But whatever. Spectrum Hall is, A, a horrendous name for a music venue. And, B, it's not Webster Hall, which is iconic.
0: Uh, so getting into Webster Hall, I mean, I don't know what to tell you guys. like The check-in is super easy. The staff is pretty lax. Yeah. Uh, if Webster Barely Hall is listening, you. which they're, they're not. But if they were, I'd be like, don't change a thing.
1: Yeah, we love it.
0: Um. I w- oh, one thing I would like them to change is I don't know maybe it's you know the rent is too damn high but uh, the prices on the drinks are just getting like out of they're, hand they're, they've they're gone bad. up again I'm sure yeah. of it cuz I don't
1: I'm- I don't remember the last time I was there I don't remember, remember them let me try that one more time i don't remember them being that bad 12 bucks for a was shot there. wasn't
0: it more like 10 or maybe 11 yeah it was like which i know you guys last doesn't last sound like a lot but if you're buying two double shots like one for you and for somebody else like it adds up
1: yeah it's like 50 bucks right there you know what i'm saying dot, yeah. and
0: it's just like you know if, you, if you're like some of us and watching your carbs and don't want to drink the beer white claws i guess that's i guess it.
1: The, those are always there yeah maybe it's the, maybe that's the way the future it's like
0: the cheap it's like the cheap low carb Get you option drunk. Yeah, yeah but again exactly. but, it,
1: but then it's the same problem that i run into with beer i gotta piss by the end of the set oh well the white white clothes a bit
0: stronger though with like a little bit less liquid um oh speaking of carbs um we didn't notice this before but apparently they got a little food thing there now Mm -hmm. maybe it was always there i don't know i never never noticed it
1: it, but it's like empanadas and tacos and like those are reasonably priced those were those were decent whoever's
0: coming in from the outside and doing that
1: um, we like it yeah we didn't get anything it smelled good and it look good. I'll yeah. say that. Maybe oh, I'll try don't... that next time I was am there. Yeah,
0: I also noticed that they aren't, and I think they used to sell bullet, but I think now maybe they're not. I they're noticed not, a lot yeah. of bars aren't carrying it now because Which there is was weird. It's, there's there's this whole like uh, sexual abuse scandal in that company, and Is, now there? Are...
1: is that what's going on? Oh, yeah. that sucks. That was always my that... go-to because everybody has it.
0: Have you noticed that it's been no? Not... This is
1: the first time that I noticed that nobody has it. Is that the thing right now? Yeah, it's become a thing. Because apparently the owner of
0: it was like touching his. I want to say his daughter or something like yeah, that. It was like why? It was, come on, like some weird family stuff. Why yeah. are you got to be
1: an asshole and ruin good things? Yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty like, good whiskey.
0: It's like a, you like a thing and then the person ruins it and then the, and then the business refuses to carry it. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, at the end I, of the that's day. It's fine.
1: I don't blame them. But right. There's yeah. that. And
0: all, even if they did what they should care, but even if they didn't care, it was really about the money. Who do you think is going to bitch more? The Us? Because we, we don't have the bourbon we like or the people that see it on the shelf and yeah. they're like, how dare you yeah, let carry me that. speak yeah. to a manager? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, this this venue, I've, I've already talked about it in terms of, like, my thoughts on it. Mm. But, you know, it's a pretty standard, like, design and stuff. There's an upper level, which we never really watch shows no, from because really it's harder to uh, capture what we need to. Uh, oh,
1: one thing we skipped real quick, though, before uh, going too far, the coat check downstairs. And okay. it now has a texting uh, style ticket instead of the physical one. So yeah. it's actually crazy efficient right now. I yeah. need to shout that out because it is by far the most efficient code check. I've seen in a very very long time
0: do you want to know something like and you know I'm not trying to skip ahead but I think this is a staff related issue so I feel like it's it's worth it to cover that Webster Hall has really become a fe- about efficiency because their pats are fast mm-hmm. they barely look at your bag mm-hmm. they just rush your ass in they seem to be opening up on time they've got the the, the ticket thing with the downstairs like yep. you said but then they rush your ass out at the end of the everything just seems about efficiency just move 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 know that you'll get in fast but know you can be dragging ass on your way out they will make sure that you get out yeah so everything moves quickly oh when you're in the bathroom they're like next one bed. Uh, like, for like, sure, Yeah. there's like a yeah a, sh- a shouting bathroom attendant like I,
1: g- I guess we haven't talked about those yet there's two sets of bathrooms in yeah. that front room where there's just a bar there's a bathroom to the left and those are communal ones and yeah. then to the right where the stairs are that you go up to the actual stage area there's a i think Three or four single use bathrooms, so uh, there's th- those a lo- are there's ones a lot to, look to for.
0: yeah, there's a lot you know. to work with. But uh, like I said, like the
1: communal one, they rush you through
0: the commu- yeah. Absolutely, like the the gender separated ones, like they're they're very much on top of things, and and I feel like that's you know, and I noticed that like you know the opener started on time, like everything is very much like whoever is running that show is like running it on a like a Got fucking some clock, doing it. Clock. Seriously yeah. though. Seriously, I, I would be if you told me this is being German managed right now. I'd be like, no well, kidding. Okay.
1: Oh, a- Onshoots Entertainment Group now owns Webster Hall. So is this a
0: new thing? Uh,
1: AEG? That's the ones that bought it out in 2017.
0: Oh, well, that was only. But I just feel like I've noticed this even more. So like m- even more than the last show that I went yeah, to. Yeah, that's fair. It's like they have yeah, changed their there. management style since I was even there in September, where it's just like chop, chop, chop. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like everything is like very much you know on by the minute and get people in and get them out get it's a new management style um it doesn't bother me but it might bother you if you are a Slow person and confused and can't figure out how to get out of Webster Hall because they're gonna get very annoyed with you. Right. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we actually uh had the pleasure to meet up with a friend of the podcast. Uh, pretty much from the beginning, Andre, Real OG. aka at Citizen Boy. If you want to look him up on uh, Instagram, you can see him there. Uh, great guy, and uh, it's really really nice to uh to hang out with someone who's like so cool and supportive and and, and loves and truly truly enjoys concerts just Mm -hmm. as much as we do you know this isn't just like some you know person that we know or whatever this is somebody that like has a passion we just ran into him at a
1: different show we didn't even cover that one
0: as far as the rest of the crowd i would notice that um there were more uh i would say middle-aged folks than Mm. i would normally see you know especially on a um on a tuesday night um I think maybe that might be something to do with the fact that this band, this band isn't terribly old. It's like 15 years or so they've been around.
1: 2006 was the first album that they dropped. Right. You know. Cold but, War kids were talking about, of course.
0: Right. But um, I don't know. It, it also I mean, there was a lot of like family there, like mm-hmm. a lot of parents were there as mm-hmm. noticing like people that were like genuinely city, senior citizens. Um, so but I think they also, might have been, yeah. like, family re- related to these bands and stuff. I'm, I suspect that our opener, Overcoats, has a pretty good, strong, uh, supportive following, so that might have been accounted for it. Mm. I'm not really sure, but, but it was nice. It was a nice—I uh, I, I like the age diversity.
1: The other thing is Cold War Kids, you know, yeah, okay, they have only been around since probably about '06, but also um, he's never—I don't, I don't believe he's ever actually released his actual age, but I know Nathan Willett was a little— I want to say on the older side, let's say about the same age as James Murphy when he started LCD Sound system. Yeah, this so, guy, He
0: looks like he's about 45. So he wasn't, you know ass. what I
1: mean? He wasn't like an 18, 19-year-old yeah. starting this stuff out. So I think that attracts a slightly older crowd a- as well.
0: Yeah, you know, for whatever reason, if they know it or if just older people are attracted to certain sound, I'm not really sure. But, Could be, but yeah. it was nice to see. Um, I can't say that it was the most like... Uh, ethnically diverse uh, Mm -hmm. crowd, again, you know, it's just like uh, a sea of white, but, you know, a little bit. Whites,
1: Asians, and a handful of others.
0: Right, 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 right. People with friends people with a significant other oh, mm-hmm. it was it was nice it was a nice crowd it was a polite crowd really there was only like a couple of sort of obnoxiously drunk people and um even they weren't like the worst yeah. that i've seen oh. it was a pretty respectful crowd. maybe at
1: the end when those girls pushed past us to get to the front but that's a later that was it anyway. that was at the end yeah. that was at the end it's and understandable they, and it was getting exciting Whatever. i wasn't yeah. mad
0: oh and i will also mention that uh the reason why i you know part i was just like oh you know like people in their 40s or whatever because it's like in my mind it was like a young person's band because a 23 year old is the one who introduced me to this band oh yeah which was james but uh, he's not 23 at the time. anymore uh, uh but that's how i found out about cold war kids cause you didn't know that before that I didn't know no because well. you played a song for me on uh on your guitar Hell, yeah. by them Miracle and then, and i was like oh so uh, anyway, you know, I don't remember too much about like venue music and whatnot because we just were talking reggae. to Andre, right? I, I forgot about a that. A lot of
1: reggae. They yeah, were yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not against it. I love reggae. Don't get me wrong. It was that just, is
0: also a classic like my generation thing. Like yeah. when I went to concerts in the 90s, it was always reggae. Yeah, something like that. Don't tell. No, I, that's don't that's I don't ask me know why. I don't know why, but it's like a thing. Band we members are it. a
1: little on the older side, and they're all from California. Maybe they were just like we like reggae. It's a it's really
0: great intermission music, honestly. It was perfect. Be- keeps yeah. people calm. Yeah, it's good. But we were ch- you know chatting, chatting with uh, our, our bud Andre and then and some new people that we met, uh, Keith and Samantha actually. Hello, if, uh, if you're either yeah. or both of you, you, you are like listening, the met them, had yeah, had a chat, handed out some stickers, whatever. So uh overcoats come on. So where I saw two door uh, cinema club was at, at Hammerstein. Hammerstein yep. And who opened for two uh, uh, cinema club? Overcoats open yeah. for them at Hammerstein. We usually don't double cover bands. I know we've like done it twice now, but the first time was circumstantial, and this was totally incidental. Yeah, what are we you gonna did, do? It's you know the they were the opener, no. um, but I've seen them before, so we've talked about them. But just one quick rundown.
1: Quick rundown, uh, up and coming electro pop duo. You'd say electro pop. With with a lot of different influences. They're hard but to. At, pin its, down at it. its core, electro pop duo from right here in New York City, we have uh, Hannah, Hannah Ileon, I believe you pronounced that, who is blonde, and J.J. Mitchell, the brunette. That's the easiest way to distinguish the two. Uh, they focus on that sort of dual vocal lead that the two uh, play off of each other perfectly. They
0: do have backing members. Yes,
1: right. Uh, I, didn't, I wasn't, didn't find the names of them. I, you, uh, you wrote you're them in out? Luck. There you go. I
0: believe. Okay, I believe what I heard. I could g- be getting this wrong, but it sounded like Maggie Voigt drummer, uh-huh. and definitely uh, Sarah Lupa. And I know that word was there. She says no relation to Dua. Ah, uh-huh, there you go. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> was on the bass, so a they have those one. two backing members that, uh, as well. Anyway, continue. But that's
1: the core duo. That's that's what I have on them. Not okay. A ton of info started about. 15 so a couple years now they've been kicking around
0: so uh i really enjoyed them the first time i saw them and i enjoyed them even more this time um they just came out swinging they came out strong uh unfortunately i'll have it playing underneath but i, I can't uh, seem to id the first song they they did but um we
1: believe it's new we
0: believe it's new because they they had they just dropped a new album uh, just uh, gosh not even 12 uh 24 hours ago yeah that night and um so it would make sense that their first song would would be promoting it just i don't know that for a fact but mm. that seems to be what bands do when they're like That's release right. an album they're openers from their new stuff but i will say that the song uh, you know, it was very like uh, just reminded me of the runaways. Mm. Um, they they have that vibe to them. These two two women sound beautiful together. Um, uh, JJ's dress was fucking fire. Mm. Like it was like this little red number with like ruched sleeves and they both um, had
1: those sparkly uh, heels on. And these yeah, yeah is sparkly
0: cool. um silver go-go boots. A ruched sleeve is like for if you don't know, is like this sort of eighties, like the sort of puffed up. Not a padded, but like a puffed-up shoulder. Guys, just go to High Decibels Pod Instagram and look for the photo of me in a red blouse, and you'll see what <laughs> I mean. I have that. That that was uh, that was a, a great uh, start to to the set. Um, The second one they played was It's a Fire, It's a Fury. Now this Mm -hmm. is uh, the title of the new album, as well as, uh, maybe they're leading with the single, I don't know, but it's a a song off of the album. Um, and We have a little bit of that playing as well. Again, it was just kind of like bringing the power, bringing the feelings. These women tend to sing a lot about um, love and heartbreak and toxic relationships with men mm-hmm. um, so their that, that's, experiences yeah and, and that's it. not to say that's all they sing about but there there's quite quite a bit of that um they played uh this song that i really like leave the light on mm-hmm. um i really I think like this the one, one you
1: introduced me with them too when you first uh were like hey you got to listen to this yeah. band that i just saw here's this song
0: yeah, so they had, like, uh, this one has sort of... The way that they remind me, and I always I always find myself going back to Lucia. with these two, and I just can't help it, but... With sort Lucius of, being sort more of, of like there, Mot Motowny and Soul at times, this group is like more of like almost they will have like a classic country sound to them. I wouldn't say it's like so far as Americana, but it's just this because of, because of the backing, yeah. the, the music. But but in terms the in the instrumental uh, choices, but in terms of their vocal choices, I, yes. I hear that that um, classic country sound.
1: Yeah, and one, I w- was gonna say that there were times where it definitely sounded. You're right, like you know, something right out of like seventies country right there with the two of them uh harmonizing off. I hear other.
0: even older. I hear yeah, like 50s oh yeah, country. Yeah, like real
1: classic stuff and uh, and it's cool because it kinda of, sometimes it almost clashes with the musical arrangement they put behind it, which is why yeah, it's like electro pop duo sure, but that's like the the real general way to put it. They they bring in a lot of other influences in what they do. Which is neat because you don't really hear that sort of uh that style of vocals with that style of instrumentation
0: another uh band that we like that has uh, well i had th- three now i guess they just have two, two oh. uh female vocalists uh upstate um even though they have a, a level of diversity as well i would say that they are more firmly in the camp of like americana mm. and like classic country this was really like uh, truly a little bit of uh rock and a little bit of synth and a little bit of um of uh, what sounded like classic country yeah, to me so yeah. so this song leave the light on that's a real good one and i and i highly recommend it um you know looking that up on spotify or whatever it's like very allison Krause. um oh here have a note can we put upstate uh overcoats and lucius and beaches oh and the runaways on a mm. bill together <laughs> yeah <laughs> that must have been a high idea yeah but i i stick to that story i would love to see those groups i just want to see like um, a, a xx groups
1: yeah women in rock you know oh. but like
0: but but like specifically the ones that have beautiful harmonies together mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like you, you you can't just be a female band you have to like you have to have these beautiful like uh soaring harmonies uh, to to be on in, in my festival that i don't have the, the money to right. produce right now <laughs> the you, dream festival just you want. wait just you wait um this oh the f- this next song they played was called leave i believe this is a new one as well again this also they were kind of oh no i skipped one nighttime hunger which yeah. um sounded sort of like lullaby-ish and it was still sort of in the vein of that um, classic country s- sound that i feel like i might hear at a like a Route 66 diner you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and uh or roadhouse um and then it was that song leave which i think is new and again Uh, Classic Country. I have a funny story. The the four
1: ones off the new Fire and Fury EP is Fire and Fury, the fool, Leave It If You Wanna and Keep the Faith. So those are the brand new ones that just dropped. Oh, okay. So maybe this isn't isn't
0: a a new one. So I got that right. Because that Leave If You Wanna Leave you said is a new one? Or just called Leave?
1: Leave If You Wanna.
0: Oh, okay. So this other song, I feel like it was called Leave. I don't know. I looked it up online based on the the lyrics I was able to pull from it. This song is like a very sweet song. Um, but also kind of a bittersweet, shall we say. Um. Uh, oh, and then, then we had this great moment where um, they asked uh, the audience if they had any requests. Mm-hmm.
1: This is funny. People yeah.
0: people made some, some requests. I can never think fast enough on my feet on this shit, and I always think of something great later, which I did. What did I fucking say? I that don't I was, remember. I think I said, like, Black Velvet or something like that, which would have been a good one. But someone shouted out Chili Peppers. And, goddamn damn it, they, for some reason, they picked that one, and they pulled it off. Yeah. Like, they did... Uh, What did they do? Scar tissue? Uh,
1: Scar tissue. And then they went to... uh, By the way, I tried to say I'd be there. Which one is that one? By the way.
0: By the way. Okay. Waiting for... So uh, yeah, they just I did that, that for a second. right and, on and the spot, and they
1: kind of they kind of butchered, by the way, but it was so really fun. They should have just done under the bridge; it's yeah. like the easiest one in California. They, they, yeah, they, 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 just, they just stick to the basics. They
0: shot to the moon on that, and I appreciated it, but I was just like, you guys, yeah, it was smarter? still fun. They
1: were just like up there enjoying themselves, yeah. And then this stepped into. So here's a fun thing. Okay, I'll let you say what the next song was. Oh, uh, cherry wine. Cherry wine, which is a cover of a Hozier song, and I just looked this up on Spotify. Mar, they have. Almost 29 million streams of that cover of Cherry Wine. It's a good cover. I didn't know that. It's bad. I think it's better I'm than that. Look at it. Part. It's like their, their, best one, their next one is like just over 4 million by them. I didn't even realize that they had that many streams of that well, one. Well, I think people are
0: probably song. looking up Cherry Wine. They accidentally click on overcover. I mean, oh, there could
1: be, but it's like And then all right, they're like, so oh, this look is look good. At, you know, let's and look at Hosier and see how many streams he has for his Cherry Wine. Oh, I'm
0: sure much more.
1: Hello, Hosier. His live version is 240 million streams. Yeah. So, all right, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, <laughs> you yeah. might be right. It's like,
0: you know, accidental. Or sometimes people are like, just like, oh, I look up cherry wine. And then they're like, well, I know. And it's like, oh, but. What, uh, what is this other cherry wine? And then people click on it. Pers- or, yeah. Out or of even curiosity. just like, oh, what's this cover
1: of it? Because right. I've done that with songs that are like short, I always look yeah. for covers. Yeah. I always
0: look for covers. And then I'll like, like on YouTube, I'll look for covers. Is Those
1: are some you? of the better ones. Yeah. Or like an and acoustic cover And then if I it. hear
0: it, then I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. and I'm sure theirs is on YouTube. And then I'll like put it on my Spotify if I really like it um that's how i found a cover of the the name of the artist it completely escapes me right now but he did this cover of rihanna's umbrella yeah that i like so much better than the original yeah. like, honestly <laughs> it's just like it's like this sort of like singer songwriter at the piano type version it's got some oh it's lovely anyway
1: jesus real quick take me to church is over a billion streams damn
0: oh that song i have it. to do
1: i have to do the math on how much money he made on he that alone it but
0: that's uh, a lot this dude
1: probably made over like a hundred like Couple hundred thousand just on that song alone streaming on Spotify. Oh, well, good for him, yeah, right? Um, must be nice.
0: Another new song they did, Keep the Faith. They this is what they said it was a new song, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if you listed it off in your list earlier just now, but um, no, uh, maybe, but they did tell me it was a new one and not me. They told the told audience, all of us,
1: yeah, we were all there, Mar. <laughs> they
0: told the audience it was a new one.
1: Keep the Faith is off the new Fire and Fury, okay, yeah, but I it is it is new because it just dropped like today, so. Yeah
0: i don't know about this one really being a standout musically yeah. it really didn't uh grab me i have to be honest with you it was like not one of my favorites that mm-hmm. i heard probably probably more towards the bottom and if i were to rank all the songs but again their voices are lovely to listen to and their lyrics are lovely we had a, if i was your girl i would go to the ends of the earth well okay be my girl wouldn't that be nice i would yeah. like a girl like that um there's a, a introduction to the uh, other two band members, the drummer uh and the um bassist, which, you know, was bassist slash multi instrumental. Right. Let's synth give her, yeah, synth, yeah, let's synth give as well her and she's on there. vocals as yeah. well. Um and uh oh, she's really cute.
1: And I guess we should point out Hannah or Hannah occasionally would play guitar and JJ would occasionally play bass and keys as well. So But would,
0: Sarah was playing bass, right?
1: And the, she'd play bass, guitar, she'd she uh, was play, playing guitar she'd too? play guitar, she'd play okay. synth, she, she was the multi instrumentalist okay. actor, yeah. Respect. Yeah.
0: Um we had a, I I don't believe in us. Um this was very um very Robin-esque mm-hmm. to me. I don't know how familiar you are with Robin, but it's just. I sort of I got like, the
1: reference because you turned to me and you said that. I'm like, oh, I see what you're saying. So yeah, 100%, Robin, yes, definitely. That's what
0: I wish they had. covered. That's what I was a trying Robin to remember. Cover. Yeah, yeah when they yeah. were <laughs> shutting all covers, like I was thinking like Black Velvet, which would have been a good they one. Is, I don't remember listen, who sings Robin. that one, but huh. Robin, that would oh, they would have fucking slayed if they had done a Robin song. Uh, leave if you want to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a, a new song, very pretty song. Um, honestly, this was... That's
1: a good way to put it, actually. It was very pretty. It was, like, emotional, uh, but not, like, it would, like, punch you in the face emotional. You know what I mean? It was, like, this sound how I'm feeling. Let me explain it to you. And it wasn't, like, um, I guess in your face is the way that I'm still sticking with that description of it. You know, it wasn't, like...
0: Right, but it had power to it. Yes. So I feel like it's the kind of song that you could like yell in the car in a road trip with your girlfriends, like yell sing. But I could also listen to it in the dentist waiting room.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way. That's it good could good go either oh. way.
0: But honestly, this was, uh, for me, what I, my, one of my lost in the moments where my left brain kind of shuts off and I just start enjoying the show. I need to have a name for those moments. I know I've mentioned this before. Yeah. It happened to me at Yonatan Gat. I remember a few times. Um, I'll come up with like a... Uh,
1: the technical I will coin
0: yeah I will coin some sort of term for when I do that uh, because I was starting to lose track of what was going on um, brought myself back uh, with the fool uh, that was the final song that's got a fun sort of shouty chorus mm-hmm. I like that a lot again this was very Robin to me um so my takeaway on this in terms of the uh, style of this um of this of this group it's like robin meets the runaways meets allison krauss
1: i like that yeah good mixture of it definitely their own sound though you know mm-hmm. uh I, I always don't love like comparing bands that we see to other ones because maybe people think that we're saying they're like that no this is just sort of what they remind us of is right. this amalgamation of it uh highly 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 recommend for me yeah. um and that you know you had mentioned them before you had talked about them before so it was cool that i i didn't know they were supposed to be the opener i got the mm-hmm. tickets for cold war kids and i found out later so it was cool that i got a chance to see them too mm-hmm. and i like that they're touring with cold war for a couple more weeks i believe two more weeks after uh, the shows that we saw which is good because i think that a lot of cold war kids fans are going to listen to them and and sort of pick up on them and, and get what they're doing and they'll they'll gain some fans from that you know
0: yeah, I wanna, when I sort of give you, you know, y'all a an overview and and I, you know, pull in references to other artists, it certainly doesn't mean that the uh, group that I'm talking about sounds like a copycat of that yeah, group. It isn't right. like the way that like, you know, Candlebox sounded like Creed, sounded <laughs> like Bush. You know, it's Ugh, not like yeah. that. It's like it's more like, oh, there's uh similar elements reminiscent of it's almost like me sit, putting it the way Spotify does when they say if you like this artist sure. you might like yeah, this a better artist way to point, yeah. so if you like Robin you like the Runaways and you like Alison Krauss if you like any th- one of those you will like this band now I thought was interesting so here here is my funny story about um uh my takeaway. I felt like this crowd was very into this band. Mm. I feel like most people did not know who they were. Uh, they were there to see Cold War kids and we were really into it. And uh, so I asked uh our our new friend, uh, what what did what did you think? And she goes, you know, I just felt like it was too girly for me. She said she was like really? she's like they were good. She's like, but I just, you know, with like the 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 stuff about the um I don't know it's just like kind of you know a lot of songs about love and 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 heartbreak and just very girly and I don't know she's like I just like something a little tougher but my girl I'm sorry but on that fifth song that I think that was called leave with that final lyric if you leave me I'll be on my own. I saw you look at your man and say Ooh. to him, It's true. Ooh. So Still spoke to you. Got you. Yeah. Got Still you right spoke. in the feels, didn't yeah. it? I'm sure I saw that. I'm sure I saw that. <laughs> Which I listened, I thought it was a very sweet moment. And I'm sure she had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just saw her like tilt her, her head up and be like, it's true. <laughs> so you know what? We all have the capacity to be sh- schmaltzy, but hey, uh-huh. you know what? If, if overall the tone isn't isn't for you, but I just thought that was just kind of a a, a funny. Um, I don't know, aside, aside no, I guess no. you know what I'm saying funny contradiction, you know, but here, here's the thing. Here's my take on it. Like now I can understand if you if you don't like girly music that that this uh, group might not be for you. Now, my feeling about how girly they were and, and I had said this to them was just like, I feel like living in the city and, and having this sort of natural resting nice face that I do and being the kind of person that people like approach a lot and feel like, oh, she's not threatening. So let me take a lot of room up on You know, on the subway and pusher, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I'm constantly on the defense and I've got to like screw up my face to make it look bitchy and and, you know, swagger and all this. And then this lady, you know, tried to jump me or whatever at Cortland Station. I was like, okay, now I got to take boxing lessons on top of everything else that I have to (laughs) do to defend myself in this city. Um, sometimes it feels really good to like let all that tough guy shit go and just like truly, cause I truly am a, a girly person and it feels, you know, b- and it, what's up,
1: you know, and it
0: just feels good to like let go and just be girly and feminine and silly and you know, glitter boots and <laughs> songs about heartbreak. Like it feels good to just let go of all of like, you know, the defensiveness and the walls and all that. So that's why it works for me personally. Um, absolutely an appropriate opener. I can tell these two bands really like each other, which we'll get into. Um, All right. So uh, they uh, closed out, and then we had the Cold War Kids.
1: Cold War Kids. Talk about them? Yeah. All right. Uh, Cold War Kids is a band from Long Beach, California. The current lineup consists of original band members, Nathan Willett, who is the front man, keys guitars, main songwriter, and also Matt Mouse on on bass. Uh, and Also, currently with them, and I believe since 2013 or 14, they've been uh, parts of the band. Is David Kwan, uh, Matthew Schwartz, uh, uh, the multi instrumentalist. David Kwan is on guitar, and Joe Plummer on drums, uh, who is also known as a former drummer of Modest Mouse. So, Do you think they ever call him that?
0: Joe the Plummer? Because I couldn't the stop thinking that.
1: <laughs> of course, you did. <laughs> I don't know, he's been he's been around for a hot minute. He used to play uh he was with uh, Modest Mouse for a long Poor time. Guy so. that name. Anyway. And I, I know some of the other band members have been with other ones, but I'm not gonna look up all the bands they've been part of. But uh Color Kids, I mean, they're just sort of bluesy, soulful, gospely indie rock, um, that really does nothing nobody else really quite sounds like them. And, you know, I gotta say it's always sort of uh kind of touched me personally to the you know, to the core. It's a band that actually does mean a lot to me. You know, I sort of got to them Uh, I'm not going to pretend that I'm like an OG. I I discovered them in 2006 before anybody else. I discovered them about 2014 when I was in college. 2013 when they dropped Dear Miss Lonely Hearts, uh, their sixth album. But, you know, I I sort of went back in the catalog and just listened through it all and I've just been a huge fan since. So it's a band that's meant a lot to me and I've, I've seen them before. This is the fourth time I've seen them. You haven't though. This is your first time, right? Um, and it's, uh, it's just, uh, I'm always happy to see them and support them and, and I'm excited for the new music that they have coming out.
0: So, uh, yeah, James is is definitely more of a super fan than I am. My introduction to Cold War Kids, uh, was With James's me. rendition of Miracle Mile on acoustic guitar before I'd actually ever heard a, a recording. You played, you played it for me afterwards. Which,
1: which I crush, by the way.
0: Oh my God. I sat <laughs> on the floor. He sat on the bed. I like, you know, it was, it was like a real concert um anyway so yeah I, I was curious about this band um you know what with you being such a big fan and, and and clearly they had a very they have a very strong following yeah uh, so real
1: quick uh, i guess t- i might as well put this in now let me th- explain a little bit about how important this band is to me And i won't, I won't get super deep into it because i need some privacy but uh the long and short of it is about two years ago i spent nine months in eastern europe and i only brought about five like regular t-shirts with me outside of the stuff that i have to wear to work regularly just the normal stuff on the off chance that we would ever go out one of those t-shirts was a cold war kids shirt did it have
0: anything to do with the fact that you were in eastern Europe? no it's just
1: one of my favorite bands
0: (laughs) i would say i'm a more casual fan so you're gonna hear two very different perspectives on this you're gonna hear uh, a lot of gushing probably from james and you're gonna hear some positive feedback from me but i also feel like uh, as someone who is a casual fan who's just kind of walked into this, I can be a little bit more objective.
1: Any, any Anything you have to say is wrong. Uh, but you know what? That's well, that's God. for the
0: audience to decide, and I don't want to, like, bicker crush. a lot and whatever and hear your little asides in the microphone <laughs> while I'm talking. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would. S- I, there was a lot that I liked, but uh, I my recap is maybe a, a, a list a little bit more critical uh and also to to the point of where james said they're very bluesy and, and can be very gospely at times uh yes i would say that i would say that this new material that was featured uh in this um in this show that they're you know uh, promoting right now really starts to lean more into like a <clears throat> a blue eyed soul yeah. more like type feel 100%. meaning it's been uh tamped down a bit softened mm. we'll get into that but that is what i was sensing that this band uh, older material rocking hard newer material toning it down a bit we'll get there
1: um if that's really your impression i'm going to say they go in waves some of their albums some of their like their early stuff sure but like some of their like their third album was a little more blue eyed soulsy you and know, they sort of go between well, from Heckier the set rock. list and
0: from the songs I heard and what albums they came from, this was the impression that I got. Uh, since the first song, Complainer, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm the complainer, uh. um, was off of the new album. Maybe just uh, explain what the deal is with the new material, So how it, it's being we, we're,
1: we're saying new album, but it's not it's not quite that. What they're doing right now is they're sort of releasing, uh, it's going to be, I believe, within the next 18 to 24 months so about a year and a half to two years they're going to release three albums that are about 25 to 30 minutes long so and it's um new age norms one and it's going to be new age norms two and new age norms three so it's technically according to them they're like yeah consider it all the continuation of one album but it's more of a a spread out sort of uh my understanding is it's going to be slightly different between each single one so it's more of like different phases about what they want to talk about
0: don't exactly know why they're doing that some sort of stylistic choice anyway so they come out on stage got a lot of energy you know clapping the hands and everything just these guys are like really into it Uh, our lead singer here Nathan right Nathan Willett comes out in a windbreaker Mm -hmm. uh, which was an interesting choice and I was like that's not going to last very long and it didn't and then the bassist had on a sweater which also I said that's not going to last long it didn't um so they immediately jump into it they jump into complainer which is a new one and i'm just kind of getting my bearings so i'm not even like just getting first impressions of this band so i'm not even thinking about the song or like how is this song coming across to me whatever i'm just kind of taking them in i'm like okay they have very high energy but gotta be honest with you i felt like uh his part of it was the mixing and i felt like the vocals need to be pumped up but i felt like part like i was like his voice did not seem strong on this I, I gotta be honest.
1: I disagree, with whatever. I felt She's like, her like her I own. was hearing like, he know, cracking
0: quiet. and, like, just lacking power at certain points and audience filling in the, you know, the gaps for the singing, for the vocals. Um that was kind of so I was kind of surprised I was just kind of like this is like a top-notch band like I just feel like I'm not getting the vocal power that I would see with other bands of this caliber like Tudor like jukebox the ghost you know what I'm saying that we've got a
1: different vocal register and different range I, w- well I wasn't style. quite
0: quite sure what what that range was you know I was like
1: He's definitely in the lower register. If you're gonna shoot for, for, for the to note, then you gotta hit the ones. note.
0: I'm not getting the power that I would expect from a band at this level. And again, vocals could have been turned up a bit, but uh, that was that was my impression. Um, we had love is mystical.
1: All right, uh, no, I mean, so that's the first time that I've heard that one live because the last time I saw them was just before this one, so I don't know if they played that one. But it's the first time I remember hearing them play this particular one live. Um, I thought it was, you know, it came out swinging, it was just a, exactly as I had hoped for. They definitely, this whole set was a very good mix of all of their range. They, this, uh, it's a pretty prolific band, they have, uh, New Age Norms, I believe, is their eighth, and they're coming out with their ninth album already, so they definitely have a lot of music out, uh, so it's definitely, it's kind of tough for them to get a little bit of everything, you know, I'll mention already, one of my my second favorite song by them didn't get played, and that's always disappointing, but what are you going to do, I've heard it live before, but it's definitely one of those bands that, and it, it's like other bands we've mentioned before, if you go to see them and you really like them, don't necessarily, don't necessarily expect to hear every song that you want to hear because there's just too many of them to play you were happy with this one i was of okay. course yeah
0: at that time at that point in time in the concert i was still hung up on the vocals i was just like what mm. is going on and, and i was feeling a little bit of disappointment at that I, time i was
1: already lost in it so um, t- but sorry. you know but
0: the music itself is no you don't have to be this is just what <laughs> my impressions are. i have to be honest you know if Go i on. sat here and gushed it would just be disingenuous and um you know wouldn't it it wouldn't be uh uh, my true my what my true feelings were at the time so as much as it hurts to say you know so then we had miracle mile now this is a song that i really like and uh so my feelings about the vocal thing i still kind of noticing it but i really got into the song because i like the song so it's probably more now in the kind of headspace that you were where it was just like i'm just really enjoying this song you know what i mean even if i was just kind of like You know, like what I
1: already said. I was already lost in this one. This one in particular, this is my favorite song by them, and this is the one that introduced me to them when they dropped that album. I was a senior in college a couple years ago, and a bunch of us basically started listening to and this one and Lost That Easy is the one that I had mentioned before that they didn't end up playing Spoiler Didn't you have alert. one
0: particular friend that like actually introduced yes. you to?
1: Yeah. Uh, Hannah, uh, w- who I went to college with, uh, definitely like introduced me. She to should them. be listening she to this podcast. Like, she was like, this like this band, I've listened to for a while. She's a little bit older than me too. So She's like, listen to them for a while. They just dropped this new album. They have this song you have to listen to. It's right up your alley. So she played that one for me and then I listened to Lost That Easy and I got you know, adored the album, and I went back to all their back albums. i a big fan since, and so this one in particular just has a lot of nostalgia for me because mm-hmm. it's like I, I hear Miracle Mile comes on that opening piano riff, and I'm like you know oh shit us cruising around in a car during college you know what i mean it is like, very
0: much a cruise around in college it, and sing it together it's song. straight
1: up like this would come on and who's ever is driving at the moment this because we all li- love the albums it was on like all of our playlists so we'll come on and everybody would crank that up and we just every single one of us in the car would sing along to it so this one's got a lot of nostalgia to me and i'm, I'm not ashamed I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know we've been saying i will gush for most of this uh this description of it because uh this band means a lot to me there's a lot of nostalgia but this one in particular still stands to this day as as one of my probably top five or ten favorite songs period is Miracle Mile so it's great to see it live again
0: okay uh so tied up again uh I'm just gonna default to your impressions on this one because mine I was pretty much in the same sort of you know
1: to, yeah, well, Same that's off, of that's off mind the fame. 2017 la divine album too you know it's it's good song not not one of the ones that i'm craziest about but i was still absolutely in the moment and, and really enjoying i'm not gonna lie nathan willard is up there as a pretty big man crush for me so i was already lost at that point okay. i think I, I think i took a little video of it too in that super zoom at that during this song mm. with the hearts. I'm gonna, oh. keep that one, I'm gonna keep that one posted on my own uh Instagram. Oh, I love Nathan, the Super Zoom with a heart. What's I'm up, daddy Does <laughs> it play like little
0: weird like slow jam music or no? I can't remember. So tied
1: up. Yeah, it's a little bit on the slower no, 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 side. No, I
0: mean the the filter. The super, Yeah, so it, it didn't
1: it didn't even uh play the music. It was just like it was just this slow jamming. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was like, like perfect because I don't know if anybody has watched our the Instagram for, but we were straight up. Right in front of him. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> it's perfect spot.
0: So, uh, we had after this louder than ever. I didn't know this song. I did notice that the Windbreaker was finally taken off. And uh, what do you know? He was wearing his own shirt. Wow. Oh, uh, the no. New Age. New Age Normal? Is that what New Age Norms? New Age Norms, excuse me. New Age shirt. I almost considered buying one. The New Age it's a great shirt. Yeah.
1: I already have a Cold War (laughs) Kid shirt though, so I stopped myself.
0: (laughs) Uh it's a great shirt. The design is dope. It sort of looks graffiti like with like the the text on top. I would totally wear this shirt. It's just too bad that I don't particularly Love the the um well I don't know you know what I don't know something I say I don't care for the album but I think it's it's gonna gr- I think it's gonna grow on me one of
1: those I'm I think it's gonna you. be like that if I listen you. to it enough I
0: have to let go of this idea in my mind that it's like that they other albums they rock their fucking you know socks off in former albums and now they're just like kind of kicking back and putting their feet up and no. and not letting that bother me but that's not, what, that, that's how not it feels it's them being
1: yuppies right now listen uh, and I guess we haven't really talked about it but this band. One of the things they're really known for, and this is really Nathan Willard and his songwriting, is a sort of storytelling style of all of their songs. Everything is... You could look at all, every single one of the songs, and some are more blatant than others, but every single one of the songs, you could really look at it through the lens of a character that they created, or Nathan Willow created, and he's singing about. So if you start to sort of experience it through that lens. That's
0: fucking great. Then, I love storytelling.
1: And, and it, all of their songs, So that Up, Louder Than Ever, Miracle Mile, it's like every single one of them, I could tell you the story that they're trying to sell. I mean, Jesus, you know, we go on down. Mexican dogs is a huge one. That's just a story that they're telling through and the that's And
0: that's not the issue for me. I love the stories, man.
1: I'm I'm so lost in it as it is because it's a, a style that has always spoken to me, and it's one that, uh, you know, they. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, they do better than anybody else. Currently. Lyrically,
0: fantastic, but brilliant. Lyrically Beautiful. fantastic. What I'm talking about is the. The, the difference, it's just like this huge differential or something like that between what I knew them to be and what this new stuff was. I was like, this isn't squaring. I don't know. I'd be interested to see what other Cold War kids uh, fans think of, of this new stuff, if they're a fan. All
1: right. Next one was, we're not sure, but we're... Pretty sure it was a song audience. I don't know. This We both kind of zoned out. We were listening through the clips that we have. We're like, yeah, we're, we're, that's probably audience. So, the reason we're not entirely sure is this got posted on Setlist FM, and that Setlist FM post is bullshit because that's not the Setlist at yeah. all. I can tell you right away. It had Miracle Mile first, and we saw that, and we're like, that that definitely did not happen. Yeah, So whatever.
0: So, guys, we figured it out the best we could. Uh, there was Who's Gonna Love Me Now.
1: New one. One of the slower ones. Uh, that's the thing is like this new part of the new age norm is like a little bit more on the slower side.
0: Um, I found the song to be pretty bland. You thought so? Yeah, it was very bluesy. Um, I just wasn't, uh, wasn't into it. I was like, this is not a, this isn't a standout. Um, hang me up to dry. This Classic. is a great song. I really love this one. This is the Cold War kids that I like. The Hell stuff yeah. that rocks It's like very Kings of Leon. Again, it doesn't mean that they sound like them. It means that harkens to that sound quality yeah. blues rocky i'm just gonna shut up about the vocal issue because it's i've already beat it to death but he was bringing it down an octave a couple of times i noticed that yeah
1: i mean can you blame him though he's getting up there but he's so hits it. hang me up drive but i mean that's definitely one of the big like original ones that people remember from them and uh you know if you don't if you have never heard of a, a cold war Kids song and you put this one on then, and then you're gonna go all of a sudden like oh shit I know this one. That that's Cold War Kids. You know that's probably the song for them.
0: Uh, dirt in my eyes.
1: Yeah, it's another one of the newer ones. Good song.
0: Any impressions other than that?
1: The, I the, listen at this point. I was so lost in it.
0: So, you, but you don't necessarily remember it.
1: Yeah, of course I do. I mean, uh, you know the the presentation of it as they they set up they, they're very personable in the way they interact with each other and they they sort of also understand that, yeah. yeah they're very very personal I and mean, how they interact with each other they all get along um you know especially nathan Blood and the base have been together for since 06 you know they've been doing oh four even probably they've been at this for a very very long time so it's like yeah it's a little bit on the slower side but it's still got a lot of passion behind it it's still got a lot of meaning behind the lyrics and that's sort of what has always drawn me in
0: okay then we had fourth of july and now this is just sort of like the uh quintessential uh example of what i'm talking about when i say that i feel like this band for this new material has moved squarely into blue-eyed soul this was some real hall and old shit yes i was like but. this this is this sounds exactly like us baby but, but, but the thing was is like the way he sounded vocally it was like maybe more like to say the word right, hosier, hosier, and oats, because and Oates, because sure. that's who he sounded like. It wasn't like Daryl Hall. He was like, Ehh! you know, Daryl Hall with this sort of like r- raspy, like wailing. It was like hosier with his you know what I mean? Yeah. Like right in the nose, you know what I mean? Uh And it was funny because uh, I-, I was starting to hear it. And then people would be like, ah, I don't know. Then they hear like this very like John Oates guitar riff that happened at one point, And they look like, oh, yeah, that is very That's hollow notes. Now. I'm sorry if I like ruined the new material for a handful of people. But I don't know. Honestly, for me, it was like the, the testosterone level on this song was like zero, well. which I thought was funny because it's called Fourth of July. Right. I've never heard a song about America that sounded so soft. I mean, I was talking about our national anthem at the Super Bowl, right? And how it's so like and a country's got big balls. God
1: damn it. America you know I mean? fuck is, yeah. This
0: is the opposite of that completely. I don't know, maybe it was intentional. Maybe yes, currently it is. a lot of us are feeling rather impotent as Americans. So perhaps it was a a a a, a, a sort of nod to that listen i love hollow notes it's just they've always been soft so when you go from like such a hard band to a soft band that was rough for me i was like what's next like songs about boating on the lake
1: so here's the thing that he used to do this song off the dear miss lonely hearts album that came out in 2013 called bottled affections and that's the one that i had seen uh twice uh I, this is the fourth time i've seen them the last two times he would play bottled affections where was just him at the piano and it was this real like you gotta listen to that song and then imagine stripping it down more and having just a guy at a piano and just sort of singing his heart out for it i think they were trying to go for that again with this song and then they tried it again with beyond the pale and i don't think it worked out quite as well as it used to with bottled affections because that i saw those both times and almost cried and this time didn't quite hit me as hard
0: I can't go for that.
1: No, can't no, go can for do. That. Oh, oh. Uh,
0: Mexican dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, my favorite thing about this song, honestly, was this like extended instrumental. Mm.
1: You know, like um, the whole thing. That's off their second album. It's season, not that I didn't think. like it. It no. just didn't
0: make a strong impression. Listen, this, is, this was my whole thing w- at Cold War Kids. You were just kind of like coasting along in the sky. And for me, it was a roller coaster. It was like high highs. And like, I love the song. And I love no, how it sounds. The whole time and then I would dip. And then I would go back up again. This is one of those ones
1: me. that like when they were starting out, everybody was like, oh, that's such a great song by Cold War Kids. And they'd release more and more. And everybody kind of forgot about it. But for me, this one has always sort of cropped up every... It comes up on playlists and everything. It's like it's on my workout playlist because that just that okay. kind of that kind of. Song now I haven't me, heard the know? recorded
0: version, but you talk about it so highly yeah. that I'm gonna listen to great it song, to see classic, if I feel yeah. more uh, affected than yeah. I did seeing it live. And
1: they extended that that part there at the end there that breakdown, so it's got the longer instrumental part. Like that was mentioned. that was great. Yeah, I love fantastic. that. Really listen,
0: the musicianship uh, is really tight. Beyond the pale, mm-hmm. uh, brand new one, dude. I'm sorry, like to me. All right, you want to just you gush and then no, no, no,
1: go ahead because I I'll, I think I know what you're going to say and I have a counter for it.
0: This to me was just some like corny Sam Smith stuff. Mm. This sounds like something I will bet you No, no, I bet you I bet you twenty bucks that in the next three years somebody on some talent show like American Idol. Or like America's Got Talent is going to sing this song because yeah, it's like it made for that song. kind of thing. It's made for that kind of thing. It's just like this very accessible, easy to chew, uh, goes down smooth type of pop song. But like you know, I, I was I was hearing some uh, some voice cracking, so you know that that was not helping in the situation because at least it's like let that be strong. Also, this is a a uh, you know. I'm I'm being tempted on the road type of uh, type of song and uh, I don't know I've never really been like how many more songs like lips of an angel do we need I don't know it's just like uh, that's not uh, something I, I'm thematically crazy about uh, Nah honey I'm good that's another song about temptation I don't know if you sure No honey
1: I'm good you know okay
0: No I don't know. that shit um, Come on <laughs> Okay Andy something grammar Andy grammar um, I'm good I'm good on 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 songs about being tempted on the road but listen that's not to say I understand his songs are stories, and this is probably a real experience for him, and well, that's what great. I was gonna say. He's posted about it. It's a Write very about personal what song. you know.
1: It's a personal song to him, and it's one but, that's meant a lot. So okay, but, maybe I'm coming at it from somebody that understands where the songwriting is coming from. So that it's still affected me on that emotional level. I, I think he's being sincere about it, and I, that's all you can ask.
0: I get it. It's just it's, and then this this is like this isn't even me saying it's bad. It's just me saying uh, songs about being tempted on the road are not to my taste. It's just well, not I think it is taste. a tasteful
1: way of doing it at least, you know, it's not like, hey, you're real sexy but I can't fuck you <laughs> now, you know what I mean? Like it's not it's a song more or less to his wife, saying specifically like, hey, there's a lot of this shit going on and he's written posts about it. He specifically when they dropped this one was like, hey, like a lot of people are kind of coming after me for this one, but he's like this is it's it's the life that you experience when you're on the he's road. And, a, everyone wants to suck was, my dick. I and I was know. open and honest about it. I, have you. Did you see the guy? He's a, he's a stud. He I mean, stud. what do you want? <laughs> he is a stud. But he's being honest about it. And he wrote a, a a sincere song. So yeah, yeah. as much as that genre of or version of it is overplayed at least he was sincere about it yeah
0: you know again this is just a matter of personal taste it's just it's just a subject matter that uh that i'm not crazy about but that is certainly not a critique in terms of me saying that that was not well done or something um it's that again that's just that's just how i feel about that in terms just like how you don't really like pop music and it doesn't mean that it's bad it's just not to your taste um, this is not a to your taste. A lot of pop music is really bad. But but, but you <laughs> know, but some things are just not to your taste. The ballet is not to your taste. Fair, it doesn't yes. mean that the ballet is garbage. Um, but my my bigger issue was just the uh, the the voice cracking and that kind of thing through a song that. Probably I could have been sold on if it had been uh, straight up solid uh, the entire time. So um,
1: is this the one where this uh, is a song, Overcoats this is where, came out on? Yes. Yeah, so so they this is in. another one where they stripped it down and it was just like. And I was happy to see them there. Yeah. They really Great added to, to see it. Them. But again, it's like the actual recorded version. It's, it's not as stripped down of it. So maybe you'd like that one more.
0: Like we were just we were literally just talking about a girl whose voice was like, you know, fading out less experienced bands that we saw. And we like called it out. So we called it out with those ladies. I'm going to call it here. He's got way more.
1: It's the brand, though. It's got he's got emotion behind it. I don't see it as him making mistakes or anything. I see it as part of the performance and part of the music that he makes.
0: Okay, so then why wasn't that the case for the lead singer of uh, Greyhunter? Because voice-
1: she hasn't put in the work and affected me emotionally for the last seven years. That's ah, why. <laughs> so that's how he can get away like, with come it. come on, yeah, and I've seen it before. And, I've, I've seen and look the- what we said
0: about Daryl Hall. Daryl Hall's a fucking legend, and we come at him for... Well,
1: he sounds like ass. I don't think Nathan Nathan Willett sounds like ass. I still think he sounds good, even though he can't hit the same register that he always does in the recorded version. Neither is Michelangelo Akis, and I still love Passion Pit.
0: Ah, oh, see, I didn't hear that when we went to Passion Pit. I thought Trust his voice me, was on he point. Cannot
1: hit those same notes that he does in the recordings. I've I've seen him for three times.
0: Huh. I don't need to harp on that anymore. Uh, Drive Desperate. Um, I didn't know what this song was, but you knew it. You mm-hmm. were very excited when this song came on.
1: Yeah, it's just another one of those ones that always comes on in, like playlists that I make, or like uh, this is another one that's just on my workout playlist, so I hear it pretty frequently and it's just a it's a good driving sort of song and i don't mean driving as in like behind the car even though that works i'm saying it's like uh, lyrically and and uh musically it just sort of drives really kind of pounding in it and it's when you you sort of uh like have to stick with as it's going on you know
0: okay um restless
1: mm-hmm. good one I, that's not one that it's like huge on me uh but it's definitely a song that i like
0: Huh. That's funny because you know what? I wasn't wowed by Drive Desperate at all, but Restless.
1: Don't when I hate you.
0: I enjoyed it. Uh, it's a very but it's a poppier song, which isn't usually a sound that you go for. Um, it had these poppy echoed back uh, backup vocals, like you hear in pop music sometimes, often like EDM influenced mm. pop, where it's like, well, they have a good you know. Uh, it's got that sort of lumbering beat to it. I like that. This was the most, uh, also, and I think I'm not crazy. I don't know if this was a girl thing, but it, to me, it was the most heartthrobby song.
1: Actually, That's up there. Yeah. It's I up that it, L.A. Divine album, which has a lot of those uh, sort of emotional, love inspired lyrics on it.
0: Well, I mean, to illustrate that point, a girl screamed mm-hmm. during this, uh, twice. Yeah. That's how you and know. kept going. When a girl screams, just not even the screaming the lyrics. She's just. Scream. literally screaming like it's the Beatles. So I was like, "That yeah, this song is, this is, I, re- I really enjoyed that one. Uh, can we hang on?
1: Yep, another good one. Uh, that's uh, another sort of driving sort of a emotional song. You know, it, it, it says it in the name there too, but it it fleshes it out more in the lyrics. And it's all just about sort of you're at the end of something and, and just sort of finding... Is, can, we, can we keep doing this? Is it okay to? Should we? Is it worth it? Or should we just move on? You know, Sort of exploring those themes. Which, yeah, is nothing new, but you know, they still do it really, really well, and there's something to be said about that.
0: How would you feel about the performance?
1: Great. Of course. But, you know, we knew that. That's really, I'm going to say that for every single song. I love this band. What do you, what do you want from me? It was good. Like?
0: Okay. So uh, we used to vacation. Uh, Jesus, this, now, yeah. this song is about uh, alcoholism, specifically the alcoholism of a parent. Yeah. Um, can we
1: can we talk real quick about how ballsy it is that this is the first song of their debut album? Oh wow. Yeah. Let me let me give <laughs> let me give my thoughts on this one, Go and then you it. take over. Sure.
0: Um, this is a song uh, about alcoholism uh, from the perspective of uh, an alcoholic father. I love this song so much. It has a lot of heart to it, a lot of authenticity to it. And, you know, I heard some voice cracking here, but I gotta be honest with you, I was affected by it emotionally, and I believed that the voice cracking was, in fact, due to emotion. Perhaps why I didn't feel that way before when the voice was cracking was because I just didn't feel like that, like intuitively, that that was the reason. I wasn't feeling connected to him but in this song I felt like I'm right there and I'm seeing you paint this picture and um, yes this seemed to me when there were vocal breaks that there seemed to be some uh, uh, tie-in to emoting so I I felt really good about this one Uh, your impressions
1: that's got a lot of power behind it, this one that I mean, it, it even the, the opening notes just punch you right in the face and again it's like how ballsy is it that this is the opening song on their debut album you know it comes right in with literally just a riff that and, and a, uh, a musical arrangement that like i said really just kind of nails you right away and then oh god what's it about it's this, this man like suffering through alcoholism and and discussing the struggles that he has and apologizing to his family and wishing he can do better but not being able to and talking about how difficult it is at an aa meeting it's like who else is writing music about this you know what i mean everybody's like yeah i'm fucked up and that's great and, and it's you know they, they open on their debut album with this song about it. it's like no you know you can be fucked up and it, it's really not great and and again to hear it again live it, it's wonderful to me. It always is. And they, they have been doing it for years. You know, it came off their 2006 album, their debut album. And uh, it's never felt phoned into me when they play this song. They've just always, they always give it their all. It's clearly one of their favorite to play.
0: To your point about the subject matter, um, that's another reason I'm biased to the song. I've heard a million like I'm being tempted on the road songs. Uh, I have not heard too many songs that explore. You know, I've heard of plenty of songs about alcoholism coming from like the rock style, uh, rock star lifestyle, and yeah. that sort of thing. But this just sounds like an average fucking guy. Yeah. You know, just an some, average some guy. banker that
1: just struggles with his alcohol. You know, this is
0: this is what I'm saying is that in this particular story, uh, is a story that I don't often hear, hear told. Uh, you know, in rock music, you know, or fleshed out so so much. And so I I I absolutely. Uh, uh, adored this, and I love to hear it live. Uh, to what I was about to say, hospital beds. That song to me was very jukebox. The ghost to me it was very poppy, like very power poppy. Uh, and I love songs that do this. I love songs that sing about hard, horrible shit that have this real upbeat, like you know, um, uh, riff that you can just bop along to. And then you're like, wait a minute, you know do, what I mean?
1: Do, 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 um, do, 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 do. Do, do 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 no but yeah exactly but exactly <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what i mean it's
0: like something you know really dark uh content set to this sort of like upbeat happy uh uh tune and, and then it's just sort of like when you actually listen to the lyrics you're like that's jarring and so i i like the song um i like that the keyboardist came up front for us a bit to get us clapping mm. uh this is the first i really saw of him because he was he was in the back yeah man he's cute
1: yeah uh, uh, that's what you got out of it, huh?
0: You know, in that, like, middle-earth kind of way? You know, Very he had, like...
1: Hobbit, Hobbit-like? Yeah,
0: like the medieval, like, short bangs haircut. and short like, sure. <laughs> And, like, the big eyes, the big, <laughs> big I, red eyes. I only eyes. have eyes for Nathan Willett, so... Uh, so thanks for coming up and letting me look at you for a spot. Uh, first.
1: That's uh, the second song off there, um hold my home album out of 2014 it was like an immediate That was the first album or first single off that album was immediate hit i saw them that year and that was like the one that you could tell a lot of people were at that show because they had discovered them from that album you know and i'm not gonna pretend that i was more of an og because i discovered them the year before but again like that that was a kind of an immediate hit when they dropped that one and it still holds up ironically though what they closed their set on was the song first but uh you know, it's it's another one uh, that sort of tells a story about going through uh, trauma and pain and experiencing some things. You know, first you get hurt, then you feel sorry. You know what I mean? That's that's the lyrics there. You know, you you feel this pain, and you you fucking you either get through it or you or you don't, and that's the that's the point of the song.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, I thought this this was a good one to uh, to finish the set out on. That being said. We knew that there would be an encore. I also, like, cheated and looked ahead at the prior set list, <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure they're going to have an encore. Yeah. And they did.
1: They and started with?
0: They uh, started with All This Could Be Yours.
1: Which was the first song off that Hold My Home 2014 album. What were
0: your impressions of the performance? Great one. I, I mean,
1: yeah, it's a it's a classic performance. That's another sort of driving song with that sort of uh, pounding drum beat as you can go along with. It. it tells a great story with the lyrics, too. So, you know, we're happy to see it again.
0: Yeah, uh, I think this is the point where they uh, busted out the disco ball. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Real slow. Oh, it's really pretty. There really wasn't like okay. So I didn't really talk about sound and lighting because we used to talk about it. We had been talking about it in the in the top of the show. And actually, I'm trying to be better about like sort of just uh, talking about sound and light. As it happens in the particular in the performance itself, because it's kind of ruins a little bit to like say like, oh, there's amazing lasers. And then in the beginning and then like when it actually happened in in our timeline, it's like it sort of ruins it because we already let the cat out of the bag. Uh, But there was really no talk about sound and light yet until this moment, because Mm. quite honestly, you know again i wasn't too happy with the vocal levels uh but otherwise sound wise it was great um but lighting is is sparse for this and i and i know that webster hall can do more so yeah. it must be an artist choice yeah i
1: think it's more the band
0: it was, it was an artist choice so the light there was there was some interesting you know uh color schemes going on obviously my favorite rose gold and gold combination that came it's up classics. i managed to point that out to james That's my favorite um but the, you know they really kept things simple with the lights which is fine i have no problem with it mm. i don't need to i don't need to don't need a big uh light show for every show that i see yeah but not I,
1: everybody needs to be rat-a-tat you know right
0: but i did but i did think that the you know when they got the disco ball going with like the pretty like sort of gold light going uh, around the room that yeah. that was really lovely it, it,
1: it should be said webster hall uh the the best part to come out of this renovation is that their sound and light system is spot on now as mm-hmm. far as like the you know performance of it it's the best i've ever seen it out of there
0: you guys my favorite lighting system is still the dance
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> because they're Simplicity. all white. He's yeah. David uh, Johansen's
0: All white. They look like little Evas mm-hmm. from Wally. And and that's that's why. It's my favorite. Um, the final song that we had, uh, get it getting back into Cold War, kids, off uh-huh. of our lighting tangent, uh, Something Is Not Right With Me. Something Good. Something right yeah, I enjoyed it. This, people were really going, this is when those girls were pushing up to the front, and that's yeah. when people kind of went a little bit crazy. Yeah. I didn't mind it, though. I felt like it was an appropriate time to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: it's one of those. It's one of those songs that they, you know, you sort of play and everybody just sort of jumps. People along were pogoing going you know, and the yeah, floor was like is the way to go, bouncing.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I could tell some people were annoyed with the pushing and I, I could understand why you would feel that way because it's like I made it through this whole concert without being pushed and I get but, it.
1: But that's the, the other person saying is like, oh, I made it through this whole concert without pushing you. My, I need my to, way get to get it out, out, of, out of, of me. Now yeah. is my time. It's like yeah. a, whatever. It's like, do you know what it it's is? The last song, you're fine. You didn't really push me out of the way. You just pushed past me.
0: I've I was so much rudeness at concerts that it was like the bars Maybe on the ground that yeah the bars <laughs> on the ground and it was like this this is like nothing compared to the, yeah, the rudeness yeah. that i experienced at avant Gardner. so i was like it's fine they're really into it and they weren't just pushing just to push to the front and stand there they were genuinely the most excited people in the crowd so yeah. i was like i'll give them that yeah you know what um to uh, something i forgot to mention was a uh, really nice crowd interaction uh nathan actually like bent down and held hands mm-hmm. with some people like gave some high fives, really you know, some pounds, whatever. Uh, the ba- uh was it? The bassist that had like that little weird white camera, and he like took the Polaroid. Yeah, yeah. Girl?
1: And he he took a picture of some girl up front, and then gave her the Polaroid. I can't picture. remember if it was the like,
0: bassist or the guitarist. It was
1: met-moused. Like,
0: okay, so yeah, you know? so that was kind of a, a nice little gesture. Yeah, you know they're they're good. They're really good with the crowd. great energy. So um, uh, let's see, uh. Oh, oh right, right. And and what we did did not mention was that um between all this could be yours and something is not right with me there was a short pause and then a nice long intro before mm-hmm. they jumped into something is not yeah. right for me remember that
1: just to get everybody nice and excited
0: and then Hannah and JJ from overcoats came, came right back. out no. and they were on stage and just kind of messing around hitting random drums and stuff well it's, it's one of those songs
1: where it's almost like a it's, it's a release you know what I mean like everybody especially at the end it's just you sort of you're playing along to the song which is sort of throwing yourself into a banging yeah, and, it was
0: roadie. Know. There's some like dope yeah. synth work. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was good. Yeah. I think I one I of them think like grabbed
1: closing. the drum and like threw it on the ground in front of her and was like banging on it. On the floor. Yeah, She's like literally sitting on the kneeling. floor. It was real cool. Playing the drums. They were like, having fun.
0: I feel like one of them, she had a drumstick and a maraca. Yep, and that's what she yep. was using. That was cute. Uh, yeah. So um, well, thank you for my first, uh, first? Yeah, Cold great. War Kids uh, so. concert and i wanted to ask you how this performance overall compared to the prior uh uh, performances uh of cold war kids that you have seen that
1: i have seen um still great i've yet to see them and and not loved every second of it the last time i saw them was at uh central park and they did one of those like uh the free ones and it was joy wave them and then young Mm -hmm. the giants an excellent show but i felt like the sound because it's a an outdoor park venue the sound wasn't good so that was my downside with that one the sound was better with this one i'd still say the second time that i saw them was the best time that i've seen them and that was in 2016 so a couple years ago yeah
0: oh what do you remember what venue that was
1: no it was a while i'd have to look back I i don't remember off the top of my head but it was like a brooklyn venue
0: Okay, gotcha. Um, So, you know what? I would say overall, my impressions, you know, I I certainly don't mean to come across as, as harsh. With the critiques I had, and I know they sort of focused on, you know, zeroed in on one specific thing. I don't mean for that to uh, to take away from everything else that this band brings to the table. You just have to understand at this point we're seeing so many concerts, and and I guess I am getting to the point where I'm getting to be just like a little bit more picky, and I'm also like seeing a lot of up and comers, and uh, I'm I'm pretty forgiving with them. You know what I mean? Because they're new, so I tend to like I think go a little little bit harder on established acts that isn't you know any kind of dig or say I didn't enjoy the show or anything like that it's just that like I'm I'm holding things to uh, a pretty high standard Um, but I and and also I think in this particular instance I'm having a little bit of trouble I'll get there but I'm having a little bit of trouble reconciling what I knew the cold new Cold War Kids to be, and the uh, the change in their sound, and that's something that I'm just going to have to, you know, keep listening and and get myself acclimated to.
1: Get yourself into it. Uh, what I will say to that is maybe the difference is that I had seen them before a couple times, and I knew that it's not like, you know, hey, he sounds slightly different in his recordings than what he could sing on stage. You get it, you know. That, like I said, my uh, passion pit is the same thing. A lot of bands do that. I knew what I was getting into with this maybe necessarily you didn't, but it still stood up to everything else that I've seen. It wasn't like out of place compared to other acts that I've seen. And maybe, you know, if that's wasn't necessarily what you like, that's fine, but it's the music to me still speaks to me and gets to me and it's still really uh, means a lot to me to see it live. So,
0: Well, when I say, like, uh, I don't like this or that, you know, generally speaking, it's like uh, the new material that I have some sort of skepticism on. And then maybe there's a few songs that thematically aren't for me. But again, I'm, gonna, I'm a little bit more critical because of the, the status of this and granted, band.
1: Granted, I'm a lot less critical because they've meant a lot to me for a long right, time. So, yeah, take, take my, my gushing over them with a grain of salt, but still see them. Right. So that
0: that's kind of like where I was was going with this was to say that uh, I would see this band again. Um, I encourage you to see them, you know, I, I so, uh, uh you know, if for whatever reason, if if the band happens to be listening, I certainly don't hope you don't if feel you are like
1: Nathan Willard. I love you. I hope, yeah, you are super <laughs> hot. Yeah, I,
0: I was I was happy with the performance. If in fact, for whatever reason. There is a grain of truth in what I'm saying. And there were some, you know, vocal issues or whatever. Like, please don't feel like I'm trying to rip you apart or anything like that. And who knows? Maybe this is something that uh, you want to work on or maybe not. You just be like, fuck you. And that's OK. F- say, fuck me. You yeah, know what not I'm saying? me, though.
1: Just like me, please. Just you. you know
0: me, you know what I'm saying? But it's just <laughs> like this is, you know, just like whatever. This is honestly all I can tell you is what my impressions are and what I heard at the time. But overall, I really enjoyed myself at this concert Uh, at the end of the day uh things like that uh maybe a bit distracting for me but um the energy was there. The stage presence was there. And as we said in our most recent episode, you know, one prior to this one, you know, a great stage presence and energy yeah, is and musicality and a band yeah. being tight. And I prompt yeah. this band was fucking tight. And yeah, that well, is why I would go again and why I would see the band again.
1: You know, it's kind of like Matt and Kim. It's like, I'm never going to pretend that Matt and Kim are good there musicians, go. but, but damn, they put on a goddamn good show. They and sure these, do. these guys happen to be great musicians too. Yeah. Possibly just to me, but they also make, excellent music tells a story it's got a lot of influences to it you know the the bluesy stuff that always speaks to me blue eyed soul some gospel a little bit of everything in there it's always worked for me and uh you were right they just they they're not up their board they they put an effort into their show and want the fans to enjoy what they're seeing and that means a lot to me that that speaks to me you know you They make
0: us feel important.
1: Yeah, they make it feel it's like I'm not just here because you know you're here like you know fucking we what don't need to it? say names. Eyes of love, or ah, uh, <laughs> you did not have to do that. Bleep it, it out, <laughs> you don't whatever. Have to call like, them out. like last guy, he's not listening to this shit anyway. But come on, it's like a di- the difference between that and what I saw last night is night and day. You know?
0: Well, as it should be. I mean, mm. these guys are like playing Webster Hall, but I, I, I see your point. Um, yeah. So I mean, uh, uh, like I said, uh, we we really like pushed out the door after that because that's how it goes. But we managed to snap a uh a cute photo with uh andre and you can see him there and you can see me in my uh 1950s dress because i didn't have time to change after work so i looked completely out of place and you can see james's biceps so uh, for the
1: record i was not flexing there but i looked jacked as fuck yeah, okay. so, so you let's can keep s- that shit up
0: so you see that on our social and uh you know uh, for those of you that pick up on these posts from our social then uh, you, you know you'll 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 see whatever pictures and stuff and videos and whatever and and our highlight as well um so yeah overall good show
1: great show loved it um thank you again cold War kids you mean so much to me please keep coming through i'll see you again and please listen to them if you haven't before and definitely see them give them your money because they're worth it
0: okay well i think we've gushed enough (laughs) i was curious as to uh you know what a person's favorite song is where the uh the the quality of the music directly contrasts with the lyrical content
1: oh sure so sort of um what's that third eye blind semi charm life uh just, just for some examples, you got your semi-charmed life and the false of the people. Uh, pumped up kicks by Fossil of the people. Generally, what happens is it's an upbeat
0: song with like yeah. terrible ha- upbeat happy yes. uh, song. Uh, excuse me, music quality with uh, uh, dark lyrics. But I'd be curious to see if there's anything going Something the other way with the lyrics. Yeah. Well, actually, you Well, d- I know a couple. Of I them got off one. Top of my head. Yeah, I got one. Yeah. What is it called? But it's by the Cure. It's like whatever words i say yeah, you talking know it's like about. this beautiful happy lyrics but like the most sad music you know what i mean it's just yeah. like very just sort of low and uh you know what i mean so you know contrasts like that that's going to be the question
1: it's a good one i okay. like that Yeah. You know. uh follow us on instagram twitter and look for us on reddit at high decibels pod for clips picks discussions and more and also look for us on spotify soundcloud and Apple Podcasts and sus- subscribe, rate, follow and review and uh, again if you could maybe share us with some friends on your social media if you know anybody that might like us share, love share, us, that we really really appreciate share, that share, share, uh, you know corner somebody at the bar uh, find somebody at a venue that says they go to a lot of concerts just be like hey here's a podcast for you wouldn't hurt maybe tell them to follow us on Instagram maybe like they'll get curious sometime
0: yeah totally
1: And we'll close out on Miracle Mile by Colby.
0: Guys, this has been an episode of High Decibels Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you
1: soon. Peace.